0: galaxy is burning brother fights brother and treason splits the imperium of man this is the age of darkness welcome to the remembrancer's retreat coming to you from within the depths of the vengeful spirit
1: all right guys welcome to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. I am slowly remembering all the things I am supposed to say at the start of the episode. We did rustle up a couple of entertaining characters for you tonight. We got Jared, Hello. and we got Zach. Hello. Zach is one of our resident Sons of Horus players. Uh, Recently did quite a bit of mean business with Abaddon at the Nova Open, so I'm told. So, we are going through the Sons of Horus tonight. Everything good, everything bad. We've got Jared to talk about what it's like fighting them. I just got out of a game with uh, Sons of Horus today. It was fun times. Uh, The Emperor's Children still rolling strong. Uh, Zach and I have a game uh, coming up in just a couple of days where it is going to be a Monster Mash Hexagon throwdown between Eidolon and Abaddon. You
2: missed the chance to say it was a Graveyard Smash after Monster Mash. (sighs) You're right. It is Halloween, after all. I'm still new at this hosting thing. You gotta give
1: me a little bit of slack.
2: I forgive you, I... You know, not all of us can be as as great as I am. It's true. So I'm, I'm here to lift you all up. And we Your appreciate concept. you for that.
3: Can we pause so I can go vomit? <laughs> so,
1: Zach, tell us about what you've got going on with Sons of Horus before we get into the rules here. What uh, drew you to the Legion? What have you been doing with them? Sing us their praises.
2: So, if we're being honest here, right? Uh, What drew me to Sons of Horus was way back when, I believe it was 2016, 2015, something like that, Forge World dropped the Abaddon vs. Loken combo kit and immediately just like, all right, cool, let's do this. I can do like a double legion thing. Like I can do uh, Shattered Legions, you know, Luna Wolves with Loken and I can do Abaddon and then grow out from there. Uh, Some of the things that I enjoy doing with them is uh, deep striking everything. It's great fun. Um, And I have some things I'm building up here Like I got a Kratos on the wall That I have to uh, airbrush at some point But that means I got to clean my airbrush And that's a task in and of itself The longer you put it off Yeah, you're right Uh, I have to go pick up the paints though
1: Hmm. More than fair What is uh, the uh, Sons of Horus list you're using right now Looking like? Give us a uh, brief rundown
2: so the list I'm bringing against you is actually my Nova list. Beautiful. Uh, it it is Abaddon the Despoiler, a master of signal, one um, apothecary, and uh, twenty uh-huh. tax squad. Who the apothecary and the uh, master of signal hang out with, uh-huh. and they uh-huh. just kind of try not to die. And then I have two squads of just Darren, and they drop with Abaddon. Uh huh. It's, it's it's
1: great fun. I've heard good things. Uh, it sounds pretty rough. Um, I'm not super looking forward to it. Like, my 1500 point Emperor's Children list has just, I think, something like 22 Phoenix Spears in it. But uh, I'm not looking forward to fighting Abaddon. Not gonna lie. Kind of think.
2: No one is.
1: Yeah. I kind of think... Uh, Tylon may end up just bouncing off him, but we'll see. <laughs> it's just like uh, an Acme cartoon. <laughs> well, since, gosh knows, I need a little bit of a brush up on the Sons of Horus. Uh, tell us about what makes them uh, so nasty, like break down a uh, merciless fighters for us. Their are uh, Astartes trait.
2: So the cool thing about that is that in the turn where they charge, uh, or are successfully charged, the strength of all melee attacks against them uh, have a minus one modifier, which is pretty great uh, when you couple that with the other aspects of their their legion. So uh, what that also entails is that models with the vehicle type, uh, they have that special rule, they inflict an additional 1d6 plus 3 hits, uh, or 2d6 plus 3 if the vehicle is super heavy when they ram. And then they have all sorts of other fun stuff in the armory. Uh, Yeah, that's just a flat, like, plus 50%.
1: I did not put much stock into ramming until recently, uh, because a Rhino just getting D6 automatic strength 6 hits is nothing to sniff at, even without the leadership check. Uh, It's pretty great. And with this, you're just getting a flat additional 3 hits, anywhere from 4 to 9.
2: Yeah. It's good business. It's, it's pretty gross. Rams
3: in this edition feel exceptionally annoying because even if the ram itself does nothing, if you fail that leadership test, I think you're like pinned or uh, you you're just basically screwed break for that and turn. Run. Yeah, it's it's uniquely annoying.
1: So the one big difference to ram now is that if the leadership test is passed, then the vehicle has to stop one inch away. Previously, in first edition, regardless, uh, you had the person being rammed had to move the models out of the way to make room for the vehicle. So well, it was kind of fun. You could use like big, chunky vehicles like Land Raiders to shove somebody off an objective. Uh, now, it's I understand why they did it, um, to like, balance a little bit, but in practice, it's kind of funny because it's like, they're not breaking, oh my god, hit the brakes! You gotta <laughs> stop like an inch away. It's fun times. Uh, so yeah, what I figured out today, what's really frustrating is uh, Power Fists suddenly don't double out Sons of Horus in the first round of combat, even if you charge them. Um, that's a huge pain because it's not instant death in them now. And they still get to feel no pain if there's an apothecary in the unit. Not not a big fan of that, gotta <laughs> say. No,
3: it's really bad. Uh, that's the reason I take Soul Ride Gauntlets against right. them. It is because, a good upside. Because, you know, fuck them. <laughs>
4: wow. Rude.
3: But that would be a real problem for any other Legion. And I, and I understand that. <laughs> yeah, that but sounds no, like... Honestly, a, it's, I feel like just aggregately, it makes math on your side in a big way. Yeah.
2: I'm not a big believer in math. I'm a big fan of doing <laughs> Just, just pants God. off going in. Well, well, that's,
3: that's the rule for you. The math just, just does your job. Now
1: <laughs> in the other direction. So next page over, let's talk about the advanced reaction. Death dealers. Hmm.
2: Now, I love Death Dealers. Uh, I got to use it a lot at Nova. Uh, some degrees better than others. <laughs> uh, some Pyromancer, Pyroclass, I believe that's the name for the, the Flamer unit. In, yeah, for the Salamanders. The, yeah, the Salamanders, they shot at me. Um, I, just, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, he tried to shoot me with them. Uh, I reacted back. I hit the Death Dealers button, and I deleted the squad. It was great. Beautiful. Now, conversely... I tried that against the Cenobite Terminators, I believe that's their name. Mm -hmm. The Dark Angels ones? Yeah, and we got a lot of hits, scored a lot of wounds, you know, surprisingly because it's just a a bolter. But uh, the ability to spread those wounds around just meant that I killed no one.
1: Right, (laughs) It was a big old squad
2: of shenanigans, and then everyone died.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, with Death Dealers, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's essentially a return fire with a 12-inch range that gives you plus one ballistic skill. Yes. But it it happens
3: before your opponent shoots. That sounds great. Yeah. So it's, you know, different from the return fire reaction, this is a quick draw. I like it. That seems
1: very apropos. Uh, Back in first edition, I believe the Sons of Horus Stardis trait was they got plus one to ballistic skill with anything within twelve inches, mm-hmm. which was good, and I like this. It's kind of like a callback to that almost, because they're, you know, vicious and short-range little firefights.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're they're knife fighters, so you're gonna you're gonna get those bonuses in the close range. Yeah, can't I'm complain like that, about that. And that plays with merciless fighters as well.
1: That is true. Much more uh, able to receive that charge and not worry about it. So. Speaking of fun stuff in close combat, uh, next page over the warlord traits. Let's talk about some of those. Now, uh, chosen by the dark gods, I'm a huge fan of uh, because the word bearers have one that functions sort of similarly, uh, but not quite as good. Uh, the word bearers one functions like uh, demons manifesting; they get a uh, plus. One, strength, and toughness the first couple of rounds in the game, then nil for three, four, and five, and then negative one for turn six and on. Uh, chosen by the Dark Gods for the Sons of Horus is great, uh, because this one, it is traitor only, but... You roll a d6, can choose, don't have to, can choose to roll a d6 at the start of each of that player's turns. On a 2 to 5, the Warlord's strength and toughness are increased by 1 until the start of the controlling player's next turn. So that is important, both your turn and your opponent's turn. Uh, And on a roll of a 6, the Warlord can also regain a single wound can't go above your starting score. However, on a roll of 1, the Warlord suffers a single wound instead, which can't be negated by any saving throw, including invulnerables or damage mitigation, but can be regained as normal, either by this trait or another special rule. Also, bonus movement phase reaction. That sounds great if I played Sons of Horus every single time. It sounds like good times.
3: It's It's a pain in the ass, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh,
1: just a combination of that negative one strength uh, in the first round of combat and plus one toughness, I mean, it's functionally shooting you up to toughness six. Like, yep. no complaints
3: there. And, you know, I like it that, you know, a lot of chaos stuff in the overall rules and just Warhammer... In general, is just a straight buff, uh-huh. but this is, you know, a fickle blessing. Yeah, um, it's very apropos for the Chaos Gods, because you know, it's pretty funny when they roll that one. You get to The Dark gods giveth, and the dark gods taketh cruelly.
1: Definitely more so when it's funny. It is funny. Well, speaking of funny stuff that we're going to make fun of, you want, Jared? You want to take us through Wolf of Luna, the Loyalist
3: only crate? Uh, I, I would consider this to be a deadly serious matter, actually. Uh <laughs> Wolfolunus. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one just so it's hundred percent clear. Uh, so yeah. this is Loyalist only. So, you know, the Sons of Horus were worth a damn. Uh a warlord with his trait may only join a unit composed entirely of models with both the Legionis Astartes, Sons of Horus Special Rule and the Loyalist Allegiance. Both the warlord and any unit it joins gain plus one attack on any turn in which they successfully charge or are successfully charged by an enemy unit that includes any models with the Legionis Astartes Special Rule and the Traitor Allegiance. These increases are in addition to any other bonuses granted by the Special Rules. In addition, an army whose warlord trait has this trait may make an additional reaction during the opposing player's assault phase, as long as the warlord has not been removed as a casualty. Hot damn. Uh, so, you basically have functionally counter-attack and, like, rage one. Yeah. Um, that's which great. At the same time. If you, yeah, And, you know, keep this in mind when you look at the rules for Reavers, uh, who also come with counter-attack. Um, and the war uh, right of War Black Reaving gives them Rage 2. Uh, it's a lot of dice. It's just so many dice. That is a whole bunch of... Oh, you know, uh,
1: fun thing too, with the hold the line reaction, it specifically says you can't use counter-attack if you hold the line. Doesn't say mm. anything about
3: Wolf of Luna. No, no, so enjoy
2: those extra attacks that are just free and you just get
3: yeah can't complain
2: uh, I gotta give him something like Loken was a was a great character he is yeah. a baddie and you know it's not just you know Loken, and I
3: mean this would be great in a Terminator squad with just staring, I mean dear God you know multiplying those attacks is just uh-huh. it's nasty
2: yeah get you some act cruise access going on mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Zach, you want to take us through the armor of pride? Yeah. So, for the first time in the battle, when the Warlord, with this trait, has his wounds reduced to zero, player makes an immediate leadership test. The test has failed. Warlord's dead. Just, boop, take him out. If he passes, though, he is not removed, remains in play, and regains D3 wounds. So, that's pretty great Um, in and of itself. It has no effects or against attacks or rules which remove the model as a casualty without afflicting wounds. So, like, he'll just get D'd out and, like, instant attack or instant death out, like, just... But it's great if he gets, you know, chumped on. Takes a bolter to the eye, something like that.
3: And, you know, it's... It's particularly appropriate, you know, this little Horus would have this warlord trait. It's plot armor. That is a pretty good way to sum it up.
2: Yeah, and he even got his little bit of plot armor in Saturnine for the briefest of moments like a chapter so yeah yeah
3: but no it's it's nice and it's you know yeah it's it's situational but it's also you know sons of horus are good at uh, you know surviving
2: always have been living that hard life on Chthonia yeah
3: yeah, yeah
1: that plays out even to into the scouring too uh yeah aaron Dimsky bowden did a really exceptional like short story in between let's see i think it was i think it was like a mini prequel to talon of Horus uh called extinction which was essentially just a le- little series of uh literary vignettes of like different tiny war bands of Sons of Horus after they had broken and run at Terra, uh, how the other legion, the traitor legions, had systematically tried to track them down and eliminate them. It's really good. I'd recommend checking mm. it out.
2: There was also that book that I'm not sure where it takes place exactly in the Heresy. I'm pretty sure it's uh, just during the siege but kind of towards the end of it um, is Castonia's Reckoning which was has a great bunch of short stories that's actually kind of set during the scouring um, yeah from my understanding yeah. it's like just like the end like the, the palace fighting is over at this yeah. point it's just chasing down warbands and burning down planets is it raining at your house? it is actually Okay, I just wanted to make sure I heard... That's what I was hearing. No,
3: you, you can hear it on my window,
2: so... I, I, I don't want to actively
3: spoil that one, because it came out, like, two months ago. Uh, but there are things in the... One of the last stories that indicate it happened, you know... A bit after the... Like, the Terra has been wrapped up. You know, we kind of know how that ends, because... Uh, I'm just not going to say any more cuz I don't want to ruin that particular yeah. little bit. The uh, whole
2: the um, whole book was great. I loved I loved yeah, that yeah, little yeah, bit. It was good. It was really good. <sighs> All
1: right. Sons of Horus, Rites of War, like we intended from the get-go. Black Reaving. This is the one, when you think Sons of Horus, this is kind of what you start with. Zach, tell us about Black Raving. I've heard good things.
2: This is actually the Rite of War I use, and it is great. I love it. Um, it allows uh, Abaddon to do his party tricks and come down with the Justerin, Uh because they get Deep Strike and all sorts of shenanigans ensue. The, uh, they get Rage. Rage 2, when they charge an enemy unit who's locked in combat with one or more units. So if you do like a multi-charge, you know, that other unit that's coming in is going to hit like a truck. And Reavers are taken as troops and gain the line subtype. Now, the limitations of this uh, is you have to take a Master of Signal. And you have to, have to, have more fast attack choices than heavy support choices. Which is difficult for me because I love my tanks. But there's not a lot of good tank choices that I enjoy the aesthetic of in the fast attack slot. So I'm basically limited to, you know, running it off looks alone, the uh, little Saber mini tank. I mean, that's a good
3: tank.
1: I do enjoy the Saber mini tank. I mean, it's adorable. It's got a tiny Venator laser.
2: Yeah, the the Neutron Blaster, I believe it's called. Neuron Mm -hmm. Blaster,
1: something similar. uh,
2: Seems hard to go wrong with that. It's also got I mean, a, uh, like, it can also have a four-shot or a hunter-killer missiles.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like speeders would be a good choice there, though.
2: They're fairly don't... cheap.
3: Put out a ton of... I, I know you might not necessarily, you know, enjoy them, but just...
2: You're not wrong. I, I'm shooting myself in the foot here. Don't listen yeah. to me. Don't, if, don't base your army list on what I do how here, gang. I, uh, I have very hard-to-please aesthetic values. I don't like the speeders, uh, seeker squads I thought about doing, but I feel like I could just take, if I'm doing seekers, I can just do reavers and just do them closer and more violent.
3: Well, listeners, if your brain is equipped with common sense, (laughs) there are more
1: options out there. So now I can get behind that. I don't like the aesthetics of the javelin speeder either, but I do like the javelin speeders. So I just use... Well, I've got like a half dozen of those uh, older land speeder Tempests with like the armored crew compartments. Uh, They have like little missile racks on the side and they've got Mm -hmm. like a weapon you can change out in the front. And I don't have to paint those two guys like in the little cockpit.
3: Yeah, the inconvenience is half the fun. Come on.
2: It's great. Yeah. It's great because they look like they're dangling out, just strapped yeah. to an engine like the if Lord they intended. the brakes,
3: that, that both guys are just, just, you know, in the next zip code.
2: It's like an unfun Tomcat.
3: <laughs> that is a good way to sum it up. But with no seatbelts. Just, <laughs> just, we die like men.
2: Attached to the hip by, by magnets, just way too yep. strong. Yep, yep. Someone's going to correct me in there with the lore. Some, someone's going to hit me with a, well, actually.
1: Well, actually, their ass cheeks have maglocks, just like their boots.
2: <laughs> nah, they, they don't have the, the armor plate there, and they clench really, really, really hard. <laughs> they create a suction valve. Beautiful. Fire so, me,
1: Black Library. <laughs> unfortunately, um, not every Sons of Horus Rite of War is the Black Raving. On the other side, we also have the Long March. I have not heard as many good things about this.
3: You know why? Because good. It, it feels like it should be run by the Ultramarines. I love it. It's an organizational yeah. right of war.
2: Yeah, let's the uh, it. it just it just makes a whole bunch of thing line.
3: Yeah, but it's it's a good army-wide buff. Let, let's read it so our, our our listeners at home can form their own opinions. Uh, right of war, the long march effects. Units made entirely of models with the Legion to Sons of Horus special rule and the infantry or dreadnought unit type that are part of this detachment using this Rite of War gain plus one to their movement characteristic in the movement phase, only when moving normally and not choosing to run, uh, gaining no bonus to charge distance rolls even if conducted during a movement phase. Uh, The Legione... Legion Cataphracti Terminator squads, Tartarus Terminator squads, Jesterin Terminator squads may be chosen as non-compulsory troop choices in a detachment using this Rite of War. Uh, Any Legion Cataphracti Terminator squads, Tartarus squads, or Jesterin squads selected as troop choices in this detachment using this Rite of War gain outflank. Uh, This is a traitor only, and uh, detachment using this Rite of War may not include any models with a heavy subtype, Unless they interplay from reserves or begin the battle embarked upon a model within the transport subtype. I think it's great.
2: Wow. Exciting. I think it's
3: really cool. Um, you know, you're freeing up more elite, squad, elite slots for other fun things. Uh, your guys are moving faster, almost as if they were white scars. And, you know, outflanking Terminators is not fun times for your opponent
2: you know what's better than outflanking terminators though I know deep striking yes we're aware <laughs> deep striking terminators so what I don't uh. get though I'm not entirely sure
1: uh, why they decided to give them movement 8 but refuse to allow them that bonus to charge
3: distance cause it'd be a lot if they did that I mean it's the, the white the scars march, get not it. the long charge well, yeah, White Scars
2: are, like, that's their whole thing.
1: That's, unfortunately, maybe the only thing they have going for
2: them. It, it literally is. Sorry, White Scars. Sorry, Mike, if you're listening. But other than that, uh,
1: yeah, can't complain.
3: Oh, I, I think it's a good right of War. It's, I mean, it's definitely one you've got to, like, write your whole list around, which might not be the funnest, but I think... I'm a fan. I think it's good.
1: All right. So, other stuff we're a fan of. Next page over, the Armory of the Sons of Horus. Starting out with the Karsoran Power Axe. Uh, this seems good. Zach, tell us
2: fun things about it. So, it's it's an interesting weapon. I like it for mass squads of infantry like if you're attacking a 20-man brick it's great uh it is it's a melee weapon strength user ap3 it has the melee rule breaching on a five up and has the specialist weapon um so it has the ability to you know hit terminators on that five up with the ap2 but it doesn't feel like it's designed to hit the heavier things uh Unless you really want to mob out and try to just roll buckets of dice. It's a it's a weird spot for me, I think.
1: I kinda feel you there. It does feel like it misses that plus one strength from a stock power axe.
3: Yeah. It I, I'm genuinely not a fan of it. I guess kinda other see. Power weapons.
1: So it's a free swap for a power weapon. I was thinking about this today. I feel like there's a very tiny niche circumstance where it would be helpful with a Legion Champion. So a Legion Champion, when you upgrade them, just flat gets a Paragon Blade as part of his upgrade package. Uh, Conversely, something like a Praetor in Terminator Armor, you have to pay... Uh, for the paragon blade, and you have to swap out the power weapon you get for being in Terminator armor. With a champion in Terminator armor, you get a power weapon and a Combi bolter You don't have to swap it out. You just get a paragon blade. So, for free... You can swap that power weapon out that you get stocked with the Terminator armor for a Karsorin Power Axe, which is now a specialist weapon, which gives you an extra attack with your Paragon Blade that you get for championing. Other than that, I cannot see it. Uh, I can't see the bonus here.
3: That's pretty niche. I
1: yeah. did my best.
2: Uh, now, I will say at Nova, it was great because they only charged power armor troops, so they were just taking them off the field regardless but against Jason's Phoenix Guard Terminators I'm going to have a little bit more of a challenge I'm hoping so Fingies crossed I get that uh, a whole bunch of 5-ups I'm hoping for a bunch of them all of them if I'm
1: lucky I mean essentially it's like a slightly better power sword
3: yeah that's that's exactly what it is I don't know I feel like
1: it really misses that plus 1 strength from a stock axe but
2: yeah Name fours is not great. Uh, something I'm also not terribly thrilled about is that they come stock on the Aaron, but the Aaron are also just really expensive. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that later on when we get to the units, though. Sure. I'm. Oh, it's raining hard as shit over here now. Yeah. Uh, if I lose power, just know I'm here in spirit. Fair. <laughs> so... Um, the other fun half of the
1: armory is something I'm very well acquainted with, uh, some Alpha Legion player, uh, those Bane Strike Bolters. Now, um, Bane Strike Bolters are terrific, just like an Alpha Legion. Uh, anybody with the independent character and Legionis Astartes Sons of Horus special rules can trade out a Bolter for a Bane Strike or a Combi Bolter for a Bane Strike Combi Bolter for five points each. Uh, all models in a Legion Seeker Squad. Uh, can trade out their Kraken Bolters for the Bane Strike. All models in a veteran squad uh, can get Bane Strike Bolters for two points a model. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bane Strike Bolters stock just come on the Just Erin.
2: Yes, and it's pretty great.
1: But they are pretty expensive. Uh, I love them in Alpha Legion because you can just swamp something and fire from headhunters who are not that expensive. Um, other than just Terran, where do you feel like is a good place to veterans,
2: maybe? I'd like to see them on Reavers, give the Reavers a little bit more options uh, since they are troop choices in uh, Black Reaving lists. I'd like to phase out the mandatory tax squad and instead take reavers
1: uh in first edition you did used to be able to take bane strike bolters on reavers They mm-hmm. did sadly lose it this go around
2: yeah and uh the jump pack version which has been relegated to the uh legends pdf uh they're a little bit more expensive than they were it's it's i i like reavers as a concept mm-hmm. uh but I feel like the other units just do their thing better unless you're coming down and assaulting the turn. But they also suffer from the just-quite-good-enough-but-not-quite-enough-to-take-on-heavier troops than tactical marines. Well, since
1: we're talking about them already, let's get into Reaver squads here. Um, so, a couple of pages on, on 292... Uh, For me, I feel like Reavers are a pretty good mainstay unit. They seem pretty chunky and effective. Uh, Stock, you got Weapon Skill 5, you got 2 Wounds, you got 2 Attacks Base, Leadership 8, Power Armor with a 3-up save, but can't be mad at it. Uh, They come stock with a Bolt Pistol, Chain Axe, all the Grenades, and Power Armor. Uh, They got Relentless... Uh, chosen Warriors, Counter-Attack 1, Precision Shots, and Precision Strikes 6+, plus which is pretty unique. Um, they can actually go up to 20 models. Uh, they start at 5 for 135 points, uh, but for 22 points a model, you can add up to 15 additional. Uh, you got your Nuncio Vox, Vexilla, all that nonsense. Uh, Any model in the unit can take a Charnabal weapon for 10 points, power weapon for 10, or a power fist for 10, which seems like some funny nonsense. Uh, You can also give any model in the unit, uh, trade out the Bolt Pistol for a Hand Flamer. Uh, Or both the Bolt Pistol and Chain Axe for a pair of Lightning Claws.
2: That sounds great. Yeah, the upgrades are really great. Uh, However, something I would like to point out Mm -hmm. is that at 22 points a model for 15 Reavers, plus the base, you're looking at 465 points for a big old brick of Marines that have a bolt pistol, a chain axe, and power armor.
3: But they've got two wounds.
1: They do have the two wounds. So I think they're going to...
2: And if you charge them in, then they get the rage and all that. So you have to you have to yeah. play it out. Um, I personally mm-hmm. wouldn't run a squad that big. Um, I would run them probably squads of ten, bring them down and drop pods. Um, yeah. If I had the option for Bane Strike Bolters, like in the past, I would give them bolters and use them to hold the line a little bit, just for that. They look aesthetically. They speak to me. There's a lot of spikes. There's that hard and iron look about them. Mm. Uh, when you, especially if you couple them with the old Sons of Horus upgrade kits. Because the new one kind of looks like Slipknot masks, uh, which isn't you know a bad thing, but they all they're all the same look, and I really liked the uniqueness of the older upgrade kits. How every torso was slightly different, Uh, the helmets were different. Some of them had spikes, some of them had big plumes. Uh, These ones they're all just short, spiky, looking like Corey Taylor. So, they do seem more of, let's
1: say, more expensive than veterans, but they do get a ha- decent handful of bonuses over top of stock veterans. Yeah. Maybe not quite as adaptable. They can't take Nemesis Bolters, which, I mean, is a little silly for veterans anyway, but... It really is, guys. Ugh. Quit putting Nemesis Bolters on Ballistic Skill 4 veterans. I don't care that they're relentless. Quit doing it. It's stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. Um, well, the other half of the fun, unique Sons of Horus unit are the Just Aaron Terminators. So, these boys are expensive. Uh, They are 275 out of the gate for five Jostarin. You've got weapon skill and ballistic skill 5. You've got your two wounds. Uh, I think unique amongst all the Legion Terminators, you've got a base of three attacks each. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also Leadership 9, which is pretty darn good. Uh, They come stock with the Corsorin Power Axe we were talking about and the Bane Strike Combi Bolter. Not bad at all. They're in Cataphracty armor. Uh, you've got Bulky 2, uh, Jester and Retinue, so just like any other uh, unique Legion Terminator, you can take them as a command squad. Uh, they got Furious Charge 1, Chosen Warriors, and Stubborn with that leadership 9. Uh, you can add, from your stock 5, uh, interestingly up to 7 additional for 12 altogether uh, at 50 points each. Uh, what's a little bit odd, though, is even though you can add a uh, max squad of 12, it's still for every five models in the unit. Uh, one just Jesterian can exchange his Bane Strike for a heavy flamer, autocannon, or multi hmm. Uh Any model in the squad can also change out the Bane Strike Bolter for a magna combi weapon, minor combi weapon, or Volkite Charger. Uh, those last two are free. And then you've got any model in the unit can exchange the Power Axe uh, for a normal Power Weapon or a Lightning Claw for free, uh, Power Fist for 10, Chain Fist Thunder Hammer for 15. And lastly, you can trade out both uh, for two Lightning Claws for 5 points. Also, uh, you can take up to 12 grenade harnesses, you know, if you've got 12 guys for some reason. <laughs> But, uh, the bigger yeah.
2: games, so etc.
1: Like these are your boys. Yes, tell us they,
2: about them. They're the gods' honest truth. I feel, uh, especially in the Black Reaving list, uh, they come down with Abaddon and they do the Lord's dirty, dirty work. They're great for mowing down mass troops of infantry while Abaddon, you know, slangs it out when challenges, etc. Every single one of them, uh, I believe, can also do that as well because they're chosen warriors. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. Although,
2: I haven't come across that opportunity yet to just sling out ten challenges in one go. Although, maybe that'll be fun for Thursday. We're going to learn. You could with Angron. Don't tempt me with another army where I'm already talking about one army. Uh, Where were we at, though? The
1: Aaron effective expensive
2: yes uh my lists are seven strong so two squads of seven uh with flamers and they're they're just an expensive brick that's where the majority of my points in this list go to is the just and abaddon Hmm. but their ability to just clean house is is great uh they came down at nova killed uh raven guard praetor on the go they came down, killed a Salamander Praetor on the go, and then they came down and killed a Space Wolf Praetor on the go. Like, it's hard to argue with results. I don't disagree. That sounds what, pretty uh, great.
3: What upgrades do you generally take with them?
2: I just took a the two extra marines, and then I took the um, the heavy flamer. That's it. Hmm. Like, I'm running the Corsaren Power Axes, so, you know, I'm not spending that plus one, ten for the Power Fist. Uh, There's no grenade harnesses. There's no combi weapons. We're just running, or you know, Magna Combi weapons. Like, we're just running it Bane Strike, and we're running it the Power Fit Axe, and then we're just going in there, swinging our dice, um, getting all of our rage bonuses out there, if we can. Sometimes, you know, you you get a disordered charge for XYZ reason. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, hope and pray that everything works out and that your dice favor you and the Forge World dice will lead you to the glory land.
3: I feel like like if I was going to play Sons of Horus, it wouldn't be a bad choice taking multi-meltas. Um, you know, come down, in-melt a range, blow up a transport Charge the guys
2: inside. You're not wrong. Um, I just happen to the way I have my list set up is I want them dedicated to one thing instead of trying to be okay at others. Yeah, I like,
3: mean, it's they're certainly not cheap. Yeah, already, and that's like 25 points per multi multi
2: Yeah, and that's why I, that's why I picked up the Kratos to you know have fun at some armor. Although I might also prime up one of these Xiphons. Get some combat air patrol going for my boys. There you go. I have two of them, and one's already primed yellow. But we can prime the other one black just as easy. Well, before
1: we get into special characters, uh, the Sons of Horus are lucky enough to get their own unique console called the Dark Emissary. So, I have not seen one of these guys used yet, but they look entertaining. Uh, so they are a 25-point upgrade. Uh, you have to be a traitor, in uh, any, any Centurion, cataphracti or Tartaros Centurion. Uh, you gain the War Master's Eye special rule, so if you're selected as a compulsory HQ choice... In an allied detachment that's part of an army with the traitor Allegiance, then all models in the allied detachment with uh, Sons of Horus gain stubborn. Uh, so these guys seem like they're there to add Sons of Horus in as kind of like the reverse of a Space Wolf watch pack uh, in little allied detachments. You also get a Staff of Dark Authority for free ish. Um, and you can't take a jump pack, combat bike, or scimitar jet bike. The Staff of Dark Authority is plus one strength, AP three, melee, unwieldy, and murderous strike six. Uh, that seems a little wonky, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's like a power sword that doesn't rend, uh, but does murderous strike. Which is odd, because it's AP3, so it's going to bounce off a lot of stuff you would like to murder a strike with it.
3: I mean, this guy's a glorified, you know, mouthpiece.
2: I don't disagree. I'm going to run him anyways, though, because the homie Steven built me one in his Homie crater series. Or uh, was it, Homie Centurion series. There's so many homie series he makes out and just pumps out tons of cool-looking models. Uh, But he made a Dark Emissary for me. And so, old boy's naturally going to come out swinging.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there you go.
2: Now,
1: going on to other characters, let's talk uh, sort of the key of the dark emissaries,
2: Malagurst. Uh, let's see, you want to take us through that one, Zach? Yeah. So he's one hundred and forty points. Uh, which I think is a good little price point for him. Uh, Weapon skill, ballistic skill 5, strength 4, toughness 4, 2 wounds, initiative 5, 3 attacks, and leadership 10 with a 2-up save. Uh, He is equipped with a Bane Strike Bolter, Bolt Pistol, Power Sword, Frag and Crack Grenades, uh, Refractor Field, Artificer Armor, and the Legion Standard. So they just kind of went down all of the War Gear options and stapled it to him. Uh, his special rules are Legion of Astartes, Sons of Horus, Master of the Legion, independent character, Relentless, It Will Not Die on a 5-Up, Adamantium Will on a 4-Up, Broken in Body, the Traitor special rule, so you can't run him, you know, with Loken, doing Loken things on Isfon 3, uh, and the Warlord Bearer of the Eye special rule. And if he is chosen as your Warlord... Uh, it's automatically applied to his warlord trait and you may not select anything else. Now what that does is all models in a unit joined by Malagurs gain the line and count as scoring, which uh, is pretty great. The control may not be canceled or contested by enemy denial units. Only an enemy scoring unit can contest an objective held by Malagurs and any unit he has joined. In addition, uh, the army with Malagrus the Twisted as his Warlord, may take an additional reaction during the opposing player's shooting phase as long as Malagrus has not been removed as a casualty. Now, because Old Boy got dunked on real hard early on, uh, he is broken in body, so Malagrus and any unit he joins may not run or make sweeping advances. Yeah, he certainly has a wall of special rules. I think uh,
1: it's because his transport got shot down, right? Like, in the um, first novel, Hoster Sejanus got killed by the, uh... Yeah. The fake Terran lord. And then they were like, oh, that didn't work, let's send in Malagurst instead. And that didn't work either. Slowly feed our legion
3: higher-ups to the... The
2: guys Sometimes, <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Sometimes you, you just don't know what's going on, and you just want to shuffle all your boys into killings, you know?
3: Way to go, Horace.
2: No one said he was a tactical genius. Just that he got the job done. Poor Segenius. So if you throw a hammer at a wall enough time, eventually it's going to get through that wall. Eventually. Is that a, an allusion to Siege of Terra? I'll let you decide, listeners.
1: <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so, overall, not too bad. He's like, yeah, you know, kind of the best points of a... Um, Legion Herald with some extra stuff.
3: I feel like he wants to be with uh, just Darren. That whole not running thing. He's basically cataphracty. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta figure out where you're putting him.
2: I would it- almost say uh, if you want to run him up in just a big old attack squad and just try to hold an objective, just and no one's gonna get through because just need to be doing other things besides uh, sitting around because otherwise they're too expensive and too few in numbers you don't want templates dropped on them in mass
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they got that hard armor now though
2: they do but my T- dice aren't that great
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you gotta you gotta I gotta focus on how I roll dice and my rolls are typically ones and twos uh, mm. less so four fives and sixes. Fair. Fair. So, uh, speaking of
1: Cataphracty, uh, Ezekiel Abaddon. Let's talk about him. He is almost as expensive as a squad of just Aaron by himself. Is it warranted? Probably.
2: Yes. I love me some Abaddon or Abaddon. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, to be honest. Uh, I go either or, depending on how the day goes. Fair. Sometimes I'll call him Abby. Sometimes I'll call him Abaddon. Uh, at any rate, he will, no matter what I do, continue to be my chosen lord and savior. Fair. He's a bitch. Well, you talking a lot of shit over there from someone who uh, just from the sidelines. I
3: in my throat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> in the sidelines? I I am up to my eyeballs in traitor Blood,
2: sir. All I, all I remember is... Oh, I'm going to go ahead and drop all these terminators down at the big old blam. Yeah. And then oh, they what killed happened? Everything. Uh maybe you forgot also. Uh it wasn't just them. It was the wall of everything else. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't put that one on just the terminators. <laughs> Why don't we give some credit where credit is due and slap it down on some a ton of ton of titans and Matt Stormbird and everything else that came along with it, Korax was there doing work, like, it was it's just an unfun time
3: your entire so for for our listeners who are not at the Blam um, Traders basically ceded half the board to the loyalists, just every everybody on one side of the board just got annihilated and so they all redeployed on the other side of the board when it was time to bring back units it was really funny
2: yeah, it was great fun. <laughs> and and it was Zach
3: tr- was kind of left uh, ass in the wind, if you will.
2: Yeah, just me and my, my two warhounds and some Terminators <laughs> trying just, our best as core actors, just like, I'm going to go do this and this. Oh, sick. And then there's a bunch of knights that were there. And it was like, like three or, or four tables
3: do- worth of stuff marching at you. It, it was funny. It was really funny. Yeah.
2: It it was it was too much dice, man. Sometimes some battles just aren't worth fighting, and if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get blasted in the ham wallet, we might as well just pack up and leave that one. We'll we'll redeploy with everyone else. Like, but we didn't get the chance to redeploy because the game ended. (laughs) It was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it, it. It was just five turns of us getting just raw dogged.
3: The wages of treachery. I don't know what to tell you.
2: I'm pretty sure it was just because there was a ton of loyalists. Yeah. There was even walk-on loyalists, like that uh, the guy with all of the knights. I'm 95% certain he was just a 40k player who stumbled up.
3: I mean, maybe. We'll see.
2: But, uh... Oh,
3: yeah. let's, let's go into all his various plot armors. Tell yeah. us about that, Abaddon. Because, my God.
2: So let's go ahead and start off with the full titles he has earned and was given. Oh, first captain of the sons of horus high marshal of the just full moon of the mournable oh, oh. and the breaker of worlds and you will show some respect you it's Philistine. not a very long list of titles jesus h christ you know sometimes you only need the ones that matter mm-hmm. breaker of worlds seems pretty good uh now He's his not really line, high marshal
3: a much anymore considering the just Aaron all got their ass kicked but hey
2: Sometimes uh, sometimes you get, they get got, you know, rest in peace, Falkus Kyber, for uh, the 12 minutes until you get possessed by a demon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Still not sure what's going on with that one. No one that, knows. That's a fantastic <laughs> question. <laughs> if someone could tell me it how...
3: Is. Honestly, ADB, if you ever hear this, please tweet at us or something. So We're just curious. Yeah, even cryptically. Like,
1: make us solve a riddle. We don't care. Yeah. We just yeah like if i have at this point like.
2: if i have to do like one of those forge world block pieces like to unscramble like the model they're releasing at christmas time i'll do that for you man uh, i'll help you out mm. by tweeting all these puzzle pieces just to help me understand what the <laughs> hell happened to them <laughs> you can even I, just I make it like just my- be a world bears icon and i can just you know just cryptically and you know oh yeah he there was some word bears fuckery got it good to know uh, but back to old boy Abaddon. Uh, <laughs> weapon skill 7, which is great. Blitz skill 5, strength 4, toughness 4, 4 wounds, initiative 5, 5 attacks, leadership 10. And because he's in that Cataphracti power armor, he has a 2-up save. He has a Bane Strike Combi Bolter, a Paragon Blade, a Chthonian Power Claw, a Grenade Harness. The special rules, uh, Master of the Legion... Independent character, relentless, bulky two, battle hardened one, fearless, deep strike, precision strike four plus, uh, keyword traitor. So you can't take him with, you know, Loken doing a buddy cop situation. Uh Uh, He will try to kill Loken as he is doing in his little diorama. And he has the warlord trait, the vengeful spirit. Now, the vengeful spirit is a great warlord trait to pair with. Black Reaving! Because Ezekiel Abaddon and any unit he joins gains a four-up feel-no-pain during the movement and shooting phase on the turn of which they are deployed as part of a Deep Strike Assault. Uh, In addition, an army with Abaddon as its warlord may take, or may make an additional reaction during the opposing player's movement phase as long as Abaddon has not been removed as a casualty. Which plays uh, with Black Reaving pretty great and his that also mentions the chthonian power claw which is counted as a power weapon and the rules that affect that as such Uh, strength x2 so he's swinging at strength 8 ap2 and it has the type melee unwieldy specialist weapon shred and mastercrafted pretty gross it's a power claw old boy is just packed. He is here to break walls, take babies. Just man's is going to murder. And he, uh, he did in great quantities at Nova.
1: He is remarkably defensive as a character too, between the weapon skill seven, he's got battle hardened his first round of combat. Since he's the son of Horus, it's negative one strength to everything. Uh, He's also got, like, six attacks between, like, the Paragon Blade and the Power Claw, since they're Specialist. It's pretty, uh, pretty mean.
2: Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but the Sons of Horus are mean in the books, also. (laughs) They killed their homies on Isfahn.
1: You're not wrong. (laughs) The best of them.
2: Rest in peace, Yacton Cruz didn't die on there but his soul died uh sounds uh, <laughs>
1: makes plenty of sense why he's apparently uh cleaning up yeah but uh since we've made fun of him enough uh the next page over tell us about Garvey Loken.
3: all right real talk here people you know i i am obviously a, a big fan of the imperial fists and kind of dump on traders a lot because Wait, they what? suck. Wait,
1: when did this happen?
3: I know, I know. Is it's this a, a new thing?
1: Yes, Zach, yes. Zach, have you heard of this?
2: You know, I've heard rumors that Jared has liked uh, the Imperial Fist, but I've only <sighs> ever heard these rumors pop up after 2nd Edition and he saw the rules. Yeah, I don't you know. know. It sounds I, like I, he's I'm, been
1: just jumping on that bandwagon.
2: I'm, pr- I mean, I'm 95% yeah. certain. Uh, he also likes to come in with this weird fan fiction about Rogel Dorn having a mustache, uh, mm. and I don't know where he's coming from, but, uh, it's kind of weird that Jared's, you know, on a, on a lore podcast when he's just clearly trying to just make it all, make it up as he goes. This isn't who's line, Jared.
3: This absolutely is who's line. Uh, <laughs> welcome to who,
2: welcome to sons of Horus who's line where the rules are made up and Loken doesn't matter.
3: Oh, oh the but points he does matter a little uh, bit. <laughs> but, hey, take it away. Ooh. Loken is, t- to me, um, the greatest of the space marines. The finest of them. Every The, the epitome of the Emperor's vision. Uh, you know, the guy who... Great war leader, great fighter, uh, but who will, you know, look at Horus Ascended and on the vengeful spirit at the absolute height of his power. And, you know, Horus offers him to come back into the fold and join me and, and we'll conquer the galaxy together and he says, you know dad, fuck you uh, he, he's just the hero in my heart um, honestly total boss uh, you know, sort of comes back from insanity after Isvan 3, you know, his, his story arc is, is just beautiful um, we love a good Cerberus plotline we, we do, we do, we do um uh, and, and his rules very much uh, reflect that. Um, he's 175 points, uh, movement 7, weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 6, you know, basic Praetor stat lines. He does have uh, 5 attacks instead of 4. Um, he has a bolt pistol, paragon blade, artificer armor, iron, halo, frag grenades, crack grenades. So, again, you know, real standard. Which, you know, when we look at his depictions in the books, was spot on. Uh, you know, he was I, I think they mentioned at one point in the books, you know, he he would try to fight like Habadon with like an actual Legion chain sword. Like he, he was so deliberately average with his uh his weapon choices. You know, until he gets some nicer swords later on in the books.
2: I will at, say at certain points. His uh, chainsaw that he is sculpted with is remarkably ornate. I love looking yeah. at it.
3: That's that's definitely a Paragon Blade. Um, his special rules. He's uh, Sons of Horus, Master of the Legion, independent character, born survivor, loyalist, and he comes with the Wolf of Luna warlord trait. Um, which we covered earlier. Um, you know, definitely the best of the, the Sons of Horus traits, if, if you listen to me. Uh, but uh, born survivor. Uh, The first time in any battle when a model with a special rule is reduced to zero wounds for any reason or otherwise removed from play as a casualty, the controlling player must immediately make a leadership test for that model. If the test is failed, then the model is removed as a casualty as normal. But if the test is passed and the Warlord is not removed as a casualty, then he remains in play and regains D3 wounds. So it's almost like he's got two of the the Sons of Horus Warlord traits. I mean, he does. That's exactly like that. What's the other one?
1: Pretty decent, considering.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna pass that leadership uh, Armor of Pride So, yeah, he's, you know He's good at, at you know Climbing out of the dust on his found And, um, you know, I, I think all around he's a solid character I, I would definitely take him It's it's kind of a project in the back of my head to, to make a small, you know, veteran squad of Sons of Horus With him painted in, you know, traditional Luna Wolf's armor Like in Saturnine Ugh. But we do have one guy to cover yet I can't remember his name
2: No one really can because they haven't seen him in, you know, five years He's just been hanging out on a barge
3: Well, he's just been sitting there, you know, in a, a probably wearing a, a large Primarch's diaper Just, you know, shit-talking the Emperor and the Warp I yeah, think that's someone- all he's doing
2: Someone's got to, you know, look up like just like a snake and the weird desert mannerisms and all that.
3: Sending out the bad vibes into the Empyrean. Well, before...
2: (laughs) The vibes, they're off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into Horus, we do have one other uh, Sons of Horus character to talk about,
3: which is Tybalt Marr. Oh yeah. He does exist. Oh, I hate him more than any other Sons of Horus.
1: Uh I'm a big fan. Uh spoiler for a seven-year-old novel. Uh he kills Shadrach Medusan.
3: Oh fuck him. I hate him so much. He that was ugh.
1: I hate Shattered Legion. And oh. he knocked over the figurehead of the Shattered Legion. How do you hate Space Braveheart? How, how dare you? <laughs> oh. So, uh, let me tell you about some Tybalt Marr. Uh, he hmm. is 175 for a console stat line. Uh, he does have three wounds, which is nice. Uh, he's got a Bane Strike Bolter, Bolt Pistol, the Cullen Blade, Artificer Armor. Iron Halo is a good step up on a uh, console. He's uh, got all the grenades, Master of the Legion, Independent Character, Relentless Traitor, and the Armor of Pride. Uh, Armor of Pride is good. It's real good. Uh, definitely my favorite of the three. Uh, his Cull blade, so it's Strength 5, AP nothing. Uh, it is Breaching 5+, Murderous Strike 5+, Duelist's Edge, and Mastercrafted. So, it's like a, uh, if you remember back to the first edition, it's like a bigger, heavier Charnabal saver. Uh, The weird thing, though, no idea why, but instead of being like strength plus one, it is flat strength five. Really? Yeah. It's really odd. Uh, It's really rare for melee weapons to have a flat strength like that. The only other one I can think of off the top of my head are uh, Alpha Legion power daggers or just flat strength 3.
3: I think his last edition his weapon was strength 3. It was like it was weaker than hmm. his base. But uh given that I
1: mean it probably isn't going to cause him that many problems cuz he's strength 4 base when his armor of pride is turned on, he's strength 5. I don't think it's going to cause him a whole lot of issues. But uh, Breaching 5+, plus Murderous Strike 5+, uh, and Duelist's Edge is pretty good. Uh, Duelist's yeah. Edge in a challenge like that, it's going to give him a leg up, even on the generic like um, Paragon Bray Blade Praetor. Mm-hmm. Now, he is Weapon Skill 5, so he would struggle a teeny bit against those uh, Weapon Skill 6 Praetors and Champions. Uh, but he's going first, and it's Mastercrafted. Three attacks. It's not specialist during Yeah. he's probably going to hit with one or two. Uh, but it does go first. So, I don't know. Not too bad. For 175, he is kind of expensive. Uh, he's probably going to be just as many points as those Praetors. Definitely more than a champion.
3: No, that's annoyingly good I still hate him bring him and then I'll I'll dedicate my entire force to killing him
2: you know it's funny you mention that because my captain before the new edition was Tybalt Mar hmm I still have his model maybe one day I'll get to bust him out again when I'm not doing uh, gang shit with with uh, Abaddon but it's important to note that he is not the either or the or anymore so
3: Uh because the one worth a damn got killed.
2: Rest in peace, Verula Moy.
3: Mm, poor fella.
2: Sometimes you just get dunked on, you know, at Davin, like everyone else did. By a demon. It'd be like that sometimes. Uh, how embarrassing for
3: Horace to get his ass kicked by a demon.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how that happened, huh? Must be weird getting dunked on by demons. I mean, hey, Dorn... what happened? What, happen- what happened to the phalanx again, real quick? Can you run that by me?
3: Uh, yeah, Dorne defeated Samus. That's mm. what happened.
2: Yeah, but there was a demons showed up, didn't they? Yeah, they Embarrassing. did. They're Embarrassing. They're not there anymore, role. are they? To be fair, no one's there anymore.
3: The phalanx is still around in forty k, apparently.
2: It is, yeah. The the, the Imperial Fists still use it. Uh, I couldn't tell you the lore anymore though uh, after Vladimir Puig died, I believe that's how he spe- pronounced his name uh, there were some shenanigans with Darnath Lysander, uh, who one day will cross the Primaris Rubicon and I'll have a model that isn't 30 years old or whatever uh, but today's not that day
3: no I, I I looked up the lore behind it like many years ago but it's been so long I, I honestly don't remember it well enough to even discuss it
2: yeah, there was a. I know it exists. War, Darnath did some things he shouldn't have. Got relegated. To, uh, should have been chapter master, but uh, I guess the new poster boy for the Imperial Fist. uh what's that gentleman's name here? Uh, all right, we're getting off to topic. Yeah, yeah. 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 We- really Jesse, delete out. that. <laughs> delete that, Jesse. <laughs> no, all the talk of 40k. Delete it. So,
1: speaking of getting dunked on by demons, what? Horus Lupercal. So, he's pretty interesting compared to his first edition iteration. Uh, I think he is the most expensive out of all of the Primarchs. I want to say. Uh, 600 points for the Warmaster of the Imperium, the Breaker of Oof. Tyrants, the Favored Sun, and the Eye of Terra. Uh. Weapon skill 8, Ballistic skill 6, Strength, Toughness, Wounds are 7, Initiative and Attacks are 6, Leadership 10, 2 plus save uh, for stock Horus. So also, Horus Ascended uh, gives you a notch up on Strength, Toughness, and Wounds, putting him to 8. <sighs> uh, not bad business, War Gear-wise. Uh, you got the Serpent Scales, the Warmaster's Talon, Worldbreaker, a Cognus Signum? question mark, <laughs> and Frag Grenades, just in case. Oh, my um, get Yes. So, a fun thing with Horus Ascended. Uh, he's 600 points stock. Horus Lupercal may be upgraded to Horus Ascended for 400 points. Jesus!
2: And, and we love to see it. 1000 points is when you is what you're going to need to run that joint
1: mm-hmm. so uh
2: that gives him
1: the corrupted subtype which is fun uh and a couple of fun things we'll get to in a second uh but he has sire of the sons of horus just like the other primarchs. uh automatically gets his warlord trait uh all infantry units in the same army as Horus, regardless of faction, doesn't need the Sons of Horus uh, legionis Astartes apparently, uh, plus one leadership and the Stubborn Special Rule. Uh, Master of War. So, this is kind of fun. Uh, for once per battle at the start of any turn where Horus Lupercal's controlling player is reactive, uh This can be activated for the duration. Your reaction allotment of that army is increased by plus one in every phase. So, two reactions every phase. Go nuts. Jeez. Uh, Master of weapons is kind of fun. Um, During the assault phase, Horus can never be hit by a melee attack on a score of better than four plus, regardless of the weapon skill or other rules of his opponent's. Uh, In addition, during the assault phase, Horus can choose to split his attacks between any of the weapons he's equipped with, declaring which will be used with which weapon before any of his attacks are rolled. Uh, You got the Serpent Scales, gives him a 2-up armor and a 3-up invulnerable. Pretty great. You have World Breaker in one hand is Strength 10, AP 2. Melee Mastercrafted Brutal 2, as if it needed to be, Sunder and Unwieldy. Uh, Then you've got the Warmaster's Talon in the other hand. Uh, For melee, uh, Strength as User, which, remind you, is Strength 7 or 8. Melee Shred Deflagrate and Shooting Uh, 24 inches, strength 5, AP 3, assault 3, twin-length. Not mad at it. Um, Two, uh, one thing to keep in mind, his weapons are not specialist, so they can definitely give you that plus 1 attack boost. Uh, 7 attacks at weapon skill 8. Not bad. He is slanging it. Small downside. He did lose that fun. um, What was it like? Dirty fighter rule, where he subtracted. Yeah, where he subtracted like a weapon skill and a strength from something that he wounded in melee but didn't kill. Mm -hmm. It was kind of dumb. It almost never came up. I know why it's not here because primarchs automatically ignore any rules that affect their stats besides wounds negatively. But it was funny to see. But.
2: He did gain a cognis Signum. Yeah. So, you know, give and take. just uh, the small things. Thank you, Games Workshop. So
1: let's talk about that 400 point upgrade. Uh, what does that get us besides <laughs> plus one wound, strength and toughness and the corrupted subtype? First off, uh, let's see here. Uh, if upgraded to Horus Ascended, he gets the following special rules: uh, feel no pain (4+), rage (3), uh, a dark fate, the power of chaos eternal, and spreading corruption. Uh, for dark fate, the first time in any battle, Horus Ascended loses his last wound. The model isn't inst- rem- instead of being removed placed into reserves with a single wound remaining. Uh, Any unit horse ascended was part of remains in play, Uh, even something like a retinue that normally doesn't allow him to be removed. Uh, You can choose to re-enter play per normal rules if Slay the Warlord or anything else is going on. Uh... It is still triggered when Horus Ascended is moved into reserves due to the special rule, and it can be triggered a second time if Horus Ascended returns to play and is removed as a casualty again. So, you get him back with one wound. However, if you kill Horus twice, twice the bonus. That sounds fair. He's hard to kill. You should get the kudos. You earned it. (laughs) Um, Let's see. The Power of Chaos Eternal. Once per battle at the start of an Assault Phase, whether Horus Ascended's controlling players active or reactive, um, he can choose to activate the Power of Chaos Eternal. Uh, Once activated, Horus Ascended increases his Strength and Toughness to 10 for the duration of the Assault Phase and ignores all the effects of unwieldy on attacks made with Worldbreaker. Uh, Once the Assault Phase is ended, all combats being fought have been resolved, Uh, The power of Chaos Eternal has ended. Horus Ascended automatically suffers perils of the warp. (laughs) But any wounds caused must be allocated to friendly models in the same unit as Horus Ascended, if such models exist before they're allocated to Horus Ascended. Oh my goodness. Which is pretty funny. And lastly, spreading corruption. Uh, Any models in a unit made entirely of models with infantry, cavalry, or dreadnought in the same detachment as horse ascended can be given the corrupted subtype at a cost of 25 points per unit. Uh, if this upgrade's selected, then all the models in the unit gain corrupted. Um, models that are attached to units, such as apothecaries, tech marines, have to be upgraded separately. Um, for apothecary detachments to Tech Marine Covenants, and other units uh, that are bought as single and then separated. Uh, The upgrade is bought once for the entire set of models before they're separated. So that's kind of fun. Uh, Corrupted gives you uh, stock Fear uh, 1, which is nice. Um, It's like a reverse Vexilla in a lot of ways. Uh, But also it gives you a mini form of Fearless, Uh, So instead of breaking and running, you suffer D3 wounds that can't be saved. It's pretty good. Uh, Very similar to how the word bearers can buy dark channeling for 25 points per squad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what do we think about Horus Ascended for 1,000 points?
3: I mean, you get what you pay for.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. Something also to consider, and this is coming from me, who's already established that I will take anything aesthetically pleasing over rules, uh, is that hot, nasty, badass model that Games Workshop previewed at the Nova Open. That, that for- guy is definitely that, ascended. That Horus model looks disgustingly awesome. Like yeah. Yeah. I already have money set aside for it. Like I'm like Games Workshop just. <laughs> take- just take my one seventy five and leave. Like I'll put it in my shame pile here. And I just, it's, it's just so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Like he's even got the, he's even got the nose tube.
1: He does have that nose tube that we uh, debated over what its purpose was from the uh, release video.
2: Uh, it's to look real cool when he says, "I never wanted this." I. Ne- you know, I didn't want to unleash my legions, and then he throws an Imperial Fist and watches Titans fight and calls down a big old orbital strike from, you know, the vengeful spirit. Like, and he's just like, the Oh, the hypocrisy
3: just, was so offense- intense, it like ripped a hole through reality and the warp let out. Uh,
2: God, that was uh, such a kick ass trailer.
3: Such so, kick ass trailer. 4,000 points for Horus
1: Ascended. You're mm. not using him in anything. So, he's a 1,000 by himself. That's one quarter of the 4,000 point army you would need to field him Uh, and then he can give every squad of infantry cavalry and dreadnought
3: a 25 point per unit upgrade you know I I, I think he's worth it having a deep strike I mean just you know put him on the board and you know let people try to kill him and then just just devour them. I mean.
2: Yeah, give him some just air, and if you don't feel confident about him being able to survive everything shooting at him... Dude, uh, I'd and run then, him by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would. I mean, it, I, it, every time I think about, like, running units with a Primark, I'm just, re- you know, reminded back to Korak saying, you think I need a bodyguard? Uh, yeah, he yeah. does not, but sometimes you just need an extra hand in murdering things. I mean, does you he to, Even if you don't want to put them... <laughs> You know with him, put them like around him because you can only charge one thing a turn. This isn't you know fourth edition games workshop forty k where you can just mm. charge 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 your way down a table. God did I hate having gunline guard so
1: horse ascended uh has ten attacks on the charge <laughs> uh, he has uh-huh. a two up armor save, three up and vulnerable followed by a 4-up Feel-No-Pain. Um, for that one turn, he can increase Strength and Toughness to 10 and Ignore Unwieldy for Worldbreaker. I mean, Worldbreaker feels kind of superfluous when your Strength 8 AP2 shred and Deflagorate. The Talon has Deflagorate.
2: Oh, man. But it's a big old mace. And you'd never want to, you know, take away from that aspect that it just looks really cool.
1: The one downside of Brutal is when, like, Brutal 2, it's two wounds on one guy. You can't, like, kill him and the guy next to him. The Talon literally removes that only downside.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean... Sauron had other weapons, but no one wants to talk about that. It's always just the mace and the Fellowship of the Ring that he's just swinging at elves and Numenorians. So
3: if he's, say, attacking a squad of Imperial Fists with storm shields, (laughs) I'm less likely to make those saves against Worldbreaker than I am against the the Claw, the Talon. Why so? Because I got to take more of them per hit.
1: Oh, that's... A good point. So, like for those really
3: hardened targets. Yeah, yeah. I say okay. any Terminator squad, I, I'd be swinging with the, the mace. Hmm. And he's, you know, in addition to just being such a, a badass fighter, I mean, he's a great support character. Um, you know, giving everybody stubborn and plus one leadership. That's like, yeah. That's killer. That is pretty
1: killer. That is a good point. But hey, he does have that
3: signum too. Oh yeah, just in just in case, <laughs> the cherry on top of that turd Sunday. <laughs>
2: right. So, sorry, not all of us get to be, you know, Rogaldorn hiding behind a wall. Some of us got to go out and Son? do gang shit sometimes. Son. I say, looking at the Rogel Dorn on my shelf, <laughs> it's kind
1: of <laughs> awkward though. Like, what tactical marine is like? giant 12 foot like demon vomiting warps reality with his footsteps Horus ascended it's like oh shit hang on Horus just like bluetooth dropped me some like targeting data hang on like his
3: coordinates are good by god <laughs> he does have to give up his shooting with the talon but <laughs> it's
1: fine. you know- it's Sometimes, really funny. <laughs> and that's what's important.
2: <laughs> you can't crack an omelet without making a few eggs, I guess. <laughs> I know I said that backwards, but I said it how I meant it. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: <laughs> that sums up pretty well the entirety of this Sons of Horus episode. Any closing <laughs> thoughts, guys?
3: You know, I, I just hearing his mutations and all, I, I mean, I, I would love to do a big, you know... Mega battle type event Where it's you know Horus actually leading an attack But I know that never happened Uh,
2: Well sometimes you just gotta hang out And do you know
3: know, Psychic battle with your
2: dad And just give him Uh, that No dad you go to hell (laughs) Although uh, Let me know when you're doing that Siege of Terra mega battle I'll show up and put
3: the fear of god into people uh, As an imperial fist right Right, right, right.
2: Sorry, I'll let you use my no. boys, but uh, it's time to show the show the homies the true power of the dark lord.
3: Yeah, when you get your ass kicked. Um.
2: <laughs> Are you going to be the one doing it? Because I'm not afraid. Yes, yes. <laughs> listeners.
3: <laughs> this has been
1: the Remembrancers <laughs> Retreat. That's been Jared. That's
3: been Zach. I've a been Jason. Of civil discourse <laughs> concerning <laughs> lore we are all passionate about.
1: <laughs> all lore is beautiful. Three, two, one, cold ending.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Remembrance's Retreat, a Warhammer 30K Horus Heresy podcast. If you enjoy this program, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at RR30k Podcasts. Check out our website, rr30k.com. And if you'd like to support our program, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr 30 podcast. Right now, we'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion creators, Alex Sell, Captain Sasquatch, Planasar, Chris Mack, Gardner.TreeWook, Joe for Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdall, Mr. Baldwin, Nicholas Quenga, the Fleet, Sarah Luther, Taco Tuesday Airbus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, Variance Hammer, and Zachary Thompson. Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew M, Dave Jones, Duncan, Corpro, Life Sub Aquatic, M Tanzer, Matthew Andreasio, Nick Hilda, Richard Boyd, Scott may The Zoe, Void Imperatrix, and Winter. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Aircraft Terrier, Wolfarius, Dale Jones, Emily O'Hare, Garrett O, Hard Fries, Jay Desales, John, Jonathan Crane, Carl, and Noah Atkins. Once again, thank you all for listening, and if you'd like to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Keep those dice rolling and bye for now.